Blog Talk Radio. Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, 
sound therapist and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so please feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it. We'll do our best to get your question on air, and as an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you simply cannot continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. That way you can listen via phone, or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you're driving about. Our sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. With Audible.com, you can listen to an audiobooks whenever and wherever you want, and you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. So you have to do the slash energyawareness part or you won't get that free trial. People have asked that question, and yes, indeed, you do have to do that. So feel free to sign up today. The Sussex County Chamber of Commerce is proud to announce that it is bringing Disney Institute back to Sussex County with another exceptional professional development course. Now, Disney's approach to leadership excellence, this is a one-day course, and it will be offered on Friday, April 17th at Crystal Springs Resort in Hardister, New Jersey. You know, they don't go out and about and do this very often. So when you see Disney come up and offer a course that's not on their site or at their site, you need to take advantage of it because the cost is like, I don't know, 60% off what their typical cost is. And in this one-day course, you will learn to adapt time-tested Disney business insights to assess and improve your organization, identify the personal and organization values that drive you as a leader to carry out your organization's vision, establish an alignment of personal values and organizational values to enthusiastically support your organization's vision, understand a leader's values-infused role in operationalizing culture building and team support, Develop strategies to sustain your organization's values and vision during turbulent times as well as good times. And build your own personal legacy as a leader. You know, employers, send your employees. They will become your best assets. And employees, do you want to move up the corporate ladder? Do you want to improve your skills to gain a better position or promotion? This is the way to do it. Disney does it right. We all know that. And you will not receive this high quality of leadership training anywhere else at only $399 per person, which, by the way, is a huge discount. Again, this is a great investment in your future. So register today. You can call the Chamber office at 973-579-1811 if you would like more information. Okay, let's get to tonight's show. You know, many people dismiss traditional healing as being unscientific or superstitious, while others overly romanticize these healing modalities, dismissing much that modern medicine has to offer. However, according to Phil Borges, documentary photographer, filmmaker of Enduring Spirit, Tibet, Culture on the Edge, and Crazy Wise, the value of my guest today, Marie Rose Fanley, perspective is that her feet are planted in both the modern and traditional world views. And he continued to state that talking story is a wonderful bridge that spans across many cultures, presenting an expanded view of healing and well-being. And I am quoting him because he said this so well, so profoundly, there is just no way I could have said it better. Marie Rose Fanley has more than 20 years' experience in film and television production, Northern Exposure, Prefontaine, Aces High. She is the founder and president of Healing Planet Project, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the preservation and presentation of ancient healing and spiritual traditions. 
Marie Rose has traveled extensively for various projects, including her award-winning documentary film, Talking Story, a companion to her book, Talking Story. And she has transitioned her flourishing healing practice, working one-to-one with individuals to focusing on the one-to-many, consulting with organizations, businesses, and other groups. And she's currently the Chief Operating Officer and Creative Director at High Impact, Inc. Welcome to the show, Marie Rose. Thank you for taking time to join us here on Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I'm being great. Thank you so much for having me, T. Well, first of all, I have to congratulate you on all the awards you received for this movie. There's about 11 of them that I could count. <laughs> that is huge. So kudos to you Thank for a job you. well done. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole that, lot were, of awards. Most, yeah, a lot of them were, came to me as surprises. So, yeah, they were definitely um, they were definitely precious to me anyway. Yeah, and I don't, I wouldn't think any would be a surprise. I mean, for you they were, but not when I saw the movie and, and went through your book. You know, you had a career in the film and television industry for more than a decade. How did you go from that to being the founder and president of the nonprofit Healing Planet Project dedicated to preserving and healing spiritual traditions through media? The media part I get, you were steeped in that, but... Mm-hmm. I'd like to know if you could tell the listeners how you came to the preservation and healing and spiritual traditions part. Well, you know, it, it's uh, we, we talk about you know what happened in the New Age where many of us got a, a strong awakening, um, but there were a lot of people interpreting ancient traditions and, and, and spiritual practices. So I wanted to get back to the roots, you know, go back to something that uh, go to visit healers and practitioners and cultures in which these practices had been done for generations or centuries and um, for eons and to see if we were uh, interpreting them correctly or applying them correctly um, and I don't mean correctly but I mean appropriately and so I was mm-hmm. very driven to to do some research and get out in the world um, and as I was doing my research I did f- discover T unfortunately that many of these traditions and practices um, are part of cultures in transition, and therefore they're currently in danger of uh, being lost. So mm-hmm. um, I, I then had a stronger commitment to get out there and, and do something. <laughs> and lucky for us that you did, because, you know, I'm an energy practitioner, not like you, but I'm an energy therapy practitioner. I've studied Reiki and reconnected healing, quantum touch. They're all the same to me. It's mm-hmm. just semantics until you really get into somebody who knows something from the roots level, which is what you did, because quite frankly, I found some of the other ones were somewhat bastardized, and I didn't care for that. You know, Mm -hmm. it needed to really resonate with me, and I had to feel like it was right. And, you know, reading your book is one thing, but watching you in the movie is quite another, because you see you, like the authentic (sighs) you, and I like that part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that was definitely a, a journey in and of itself, T, because, you know, I, I, I kind of fancied myself this traditional documentarian, and I didn't set out to include myself in the film, and um, it was with a lot of encouragement from my team, my producers, my crew, that they felt that was a very important part of the story and that I would somehow be cheating the audience if I didn't put myself in there. Um, but later on I figured out, you know, that the minute that we come in contact with each other, for example, right now you and I are speaking, so it's not it's no longer about just my story or T's story, or mm-hmm. it's about our story, including your listeners, you know. 
So the minute that we begin to connect together, we don't really have to worry about whose story is whose. We're just here to honor each other's stories. And so um, it took me a long time to, to move through that piece that the stories that I'm sharing within the book and the the film are an hour story, my time with the healers. And someone else may see them and have a completely different um, experience. And so it was just about not them or me or is it their story or my story. It's what did we share together and what do they want us to share with others? And you shared an awful lot. I mean, I have to give you a lot of credit because some of that had to be very difficult to do. And I thought, I don't know if I'd do that, but God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that because it's still, even now, because I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to uh, beautiful hosts like you who are bringing out this work in the world, and um, and I'm on a book tour. And so it's, it is a little bit, um, I forget because I am, Actually, believe it or not, I'm actually a, a really private person. So when I realized that um, I put a lot out there in the world about myself uh, it, it, to be of service, it's still every once in a while I, I get a little bit taken aback by how much um, people know about me. <laughs> but I think sometimes even though the story encompasses all of us because we're all connected, even though that's true, you have to relate to people. When when people come in and say some issue has went on and you don't understand it, and then you can relate to them, well, I kind of do because I went through a very similar thing or the exact same thing. They do get to know you. I'm a very private person, and I'm basically very shy. And people say, oh, come on, you do a radio show. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people that are <laughs> in this work are shy, you know, and private. We yeah. don't want everybody yeah. to know everything. So yeah. it was very yeah. cool to watch you take this journey and and you threw your entire self into it because you could tell you just wanted to get to the root of everything and and make it right for all the rest of us so that we could see what's available out there. Uh, you know, and there's so much out there. And there's so much skepticism circling the healing arts. It's really quite a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest challenges that I see. So your work is opening mm-hmm. doors so that everybody will get it, you know. I Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's... It really want to move us out of this duality, you know, um, T of of Western medicine versus traditional medicine, or um, you know, pharmaceuticals versus herbs. It, it just take the verses out of it. I always say I live in an in an and world, and so the point about living in an and world is, of course, you have more choice, and with that choice, you have a greater chance of making appropriate choice. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there is no battle, and I think that's just some ruse that has been perpetuated that I really hope this work can, can break down that wall that, you know, I, I, you, re, you read in my book, you see in my film, my mother was a registered nurse, my brother mm-hmm. is a physician, a, a Western medical doctor, and then I'm, you know, this, this crazy mix of filmmaker, author, healer type person. And um, it, it, it really is about... We want to have because we're, we have all these challenges now in modernity. We need as many tools as possible. So I think uh, sometimes we can move around the skepticism when we, we tell people, you know, I, I'm actually not attacking your desire to go see your doctor. I'm not attacking your need to take blood pressure medicine because sometimes we get into this kind of strange war. You'll see it too, even people who are pro-energy medicine or pro-natural medicine, they'll judge someone for, you know, for taking 
pharmaceuticals or for getting surgery, and that's you know that's not helpful. <laughs> no, it's on both sides. It's on both sides, right? And and as you know, you you do positive psychology, and that's the point of it is that um, it, it's not about judging one or the other, but but being able to discern you know what is appropriate for which condition, right? Absolutely right. And I tell people all the time, this is not in lieu of, this is in conjunction with. That's Good like one you. of my yes, mantras. Exactly. And I say to people, if you go to somebody who says to you, don't go to a conventional doctor, I can heal you. I would turn on my heel so fast and run in the opposite direction because nobody heals anyone. We all heal ourselves. Yeah. We need a nudge. Mm-hmm. We need the assistance, however that is facilitated. It can be through energy. It can be through medicine, chemical, whatever, surgery. But mm-hmm. none of it is, should be done alone, you know. And mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. people will come in and say, well, can you heal me? No, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll yeah. right up front. No, yeah. Yeah. sorry, no, can't yeah. do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm even hesitant to to use that title. Um, I, I'll say you know healing work comes through me or healing energy, but you know I'm not a healer. Um, and um, you know it, it's it's a tricky thing. And and of course when people are suffering, they just want relief. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just reach for the easiest thing because they're suffering so so deeply and I understand that and so that's um you know we're all here about trying to clear prejudices and biases you know being biased and so I find on both sides of the the fence that imaginary fence that I think is imaginary um mm-hmm. people are throwing rocks and I I, I just want to say um that's that's not what this is about and even you know the work that I'm doing isn't really for you to um uh, to say, oh, my, you know, my modern culture or my my culture is not as good as the indigenous culture. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying this is all. These are all different aspects of our our humanity. That's why we care, right? It's it's a different yeah. face of ourselves. So, I think that that's the conversation to have now. You know, um, and even yeah. you know, I, I had a relative that that had to get surgery and care for cancer at the National Institutes of Health, and they offered her Reiki, energy medicine, as mm-hmm. well as acupuncture, which I felt was, oh, my God, this is such a great, great indication that we're moving in the right direction. Yes, and there's a lot of hospitals now that offer. There's one hospital in my area. I'm in New Jersey, and Morristown Hospital happens to offer mm-hmm. a menu, a full menu of items, reflexology, jinshin jitsu, reiki, yoga. What do you want in your, I was going to say hotel room, but it's a hospital room. And it kind of <laughs> looks like hotel rooms. It's crazy. It's like a suite. And it's so good to see that integrative care. And they just recently built a place called the Chamber Center, which I think is one of the first in the country to do this type of integrative medicine along with everything else that's going there. So it really is becoming something that's much more accepted. And and I'm so grateful for that because I it would be sad to lose all of this. There's so much stuff that the ancient traditions know that we kind of just pushed away. And yeah. I don't know where it went or why. What happened to that? Why did that happen? Why did all of a sudden the good stuff just be pushed aside? I think, you know, it it's just the 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 trajectory of the way that that we've come into modern culture um was to become more fragmented. Some people call it specialized, but I call it fragmented <laughs> because, of course, it is important to ha- to specialize, but sometimes when we over-specialize, we become fragmented and we forget about the greater piece, the greater context within which a certain knowledge lives or certain symptoms exist. And so I think it's just, uh, you know, people might blame, blame it on Cartesian thinking in terms of, you know, 
duality and and mechanical view of 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 the world and of people but i think we're back now to or we need to uh, return to a, a more the view of things as systems whether it's our bodies our minds our relationships our possessions all belong to a system so even if people think this is my house well your house lives you know on land and shares it with mm-hmm. other beings, trees, mm-hmm. animals, neighbors. You know, it's on a grid maybe. And if you're off the grid, someone built the off-the-grid technology for you. So the idea that we're just these single individuals, you know, out for ourselves is is becoming an obsolete notion. We, it really is not sustainable. Thank goodness. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, I live in an area where the, the subdivision is relatively new. And there's a lot of ant deer everywhere and, you know, there's all kinds of bears and everything. And people ask me, you know, how come they don't eat anything in your yard? They ask them not to do here first. You know, I mean, it's just as easy as that. They were here first. Plant the stuff they don't like. Learn, you know. Right, right. right. take care of everybody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm really amazed by this. Your book came out in December of 2014. However, you needed to travel and explore to get all that you needed to write the book and film the movie. So... How long did it actually take you to do that, and when did you do that? Well, I started this journey, uh, well, I started the research before the year 2000, and then I actually got on the road um, in the year 2000. And in that year, I was able to film everything. So I was under the impression that I was on the fast track and I would finish the film, you know, in six months. Uh, no, no, it took 11 years to finish the film. <laughs> and then uh, and then after I finished the film, uh, I started writing the book. That took me seven years. And so, it, you know, it, 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 it really taught me about patience. <laughs> and I'm not the most patient person in the world. I admit it. It's, it's one of my things that I work on daily. Um, but it also... Um, I now, in retrospect, understand in that period of time, you know, T, I was given so much um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a very short period of time by the teachers and the, the healers that I met that it took me 11 years to process it and be able to share it um, honestly with others, you know. Um, if I were to finish, in other words, I had the skill set to finish the film, you know, being able to produce and direct and put it all together, that wasn't the issue. Um, and then I kind of had a lot of stalling in terms of funding after the initial funding. Um, and so, you know, it was very painful for my ego. Um, I now, in you know, uh, in retrospect, understand that I needed the time, you know. I, I needed because of I didn't want to just go out there and do the same thing, kind of, you know, talk about something that I, I only visited shortly. I had to really digest it you know, take it in to be able to now share it. Sure, and the universe has a sense of humor that I'm not particularly fond of sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> puts these obstacles in the way. And you know, if you brought this out in 2000 or 2005, the rest of the world probably wouldn't be ready. So we needed to be mm-hmm. ready. The timing needed to be right. And mm-hmm. I, too, am here to learn patience. But what I did is I have a cat, and I named her Patience, and I'm hoping that will oh, give me good. some points because I'm not doing well. <laughs> Well, that's why we call it a practice. That's right, yeah. I'm supposed to practice every day. I just look at her and say, good morning, patience. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's a great idea. 
isn't it? Yeah, I think you know this works for me. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it might not work for the universe, but I, you know, give it my best shot. I am going <laughs> to guess that you just didn't Google these healers' names and find them. And these are people who, first of all, how did you find them? But second of all, I'm so amazed that they allowed you to film all that they did because some of some of which was filmed was seems like. To me, it would have been considered a sacred ritual. You had to yes. have been pretty persuasive to say, you know, oh, let me film this. We're going to put it out there. I mean, how did that all occur? Uh, yeah, well, finding them, you know, I, I, I was blessed that at least at the time um, there was a lot on the web, but I, most of all, I was seeking ethnobotanists, anthropologists, people who, uh, you know, photo activists, people who weren't just observing other cultures but were respectful and also had one foot in each in each world the the culture they were visiting and studying and and uh, helping so to support and then you know our our cultures of modernity so i had these bridge people to contact and and just kind of was led and wherever a door opened i i went you know so um it wasn't as if i mm, planned everything out as you know it was I followed the lead of of the energy and and the guidance that that was before me. And so that's the how I found people, which means I didn't. (laughs) I mean, I was persistent. That's true. And so so to your next question, you know, how was I allowed to film? Um, It is true that in my personality, I don't take no for an answer very easily. Sometimes that's a good thing, and (laughs) sometimes it's not such a good thing. But in this case, I was persistently uh, persistently mm, present. Let me put it that way. And mm-hmm. so, um, every pe- person that I wanted to meet, uh, I did have to go through a bit of a vetting process. I mean, they vetting me, their people, um, their protectors or their bridge people, making sure I had um, appropriate intention and uh, respect. So, the I think how I was able to be given such great access is they always when they ask me, you know, well what what do you want to do with this? What what is your interest? What is your intention? And I always came back with my intention is to share, to share what I can of your knowledge, to share what I can of your wisdom, to share what I can of your healing transmissions. Um and that's that's it. It's it's kinda simple. Um and I have this device and this 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 camera uh, that can help me to do that, and um, apparently that was enough for them. So <laughs> um, I was blessed to get through. But but as a person, and also um, when I'm filming, uh, respect is a very important thing to me and my teammates. So uh, we don't kind of blunder our way through. We don't stick cameras in people's faces. We don't, you know, do any of that kind of stuff. We're very very respectful and. Um, I always say that that invita- you know you, you visit there, but it always must be preceded by an invitation, you know. And um, so, being given the invitation, um, I was blessed that when the the invitation was made, it was a wide open invitation. And always understanding what a privilege that was, I think, allowed me to move through those protocols, etiquette, realms, cultures, kitchens, homes, <laughs> and sanctuaries um with utmost respect and and that 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 gave me a, a, a they in return gave me a lot of access but see that's the key word right there because there's not 
always respect involved in things that people do. So the fact that yeah. you are who you are is the reason why you could do this because someone else could go in and say, oh, I want to share information and not be respectful, but your aura must have been of trust and honesty and really somewhat almost like sacred intention. And they pick that up because yeah. they're energy people. They're going to pick it up. So they knew that you were yeah. worthy of being someone who could take their secrets, their their rituals, their their sacred ceremonies or whatever, and share them appropriately so that it mm-hmm. wasn't going to become this woo-woo, oh, look at this carnival-type atmosphere mm-hmm. because people yeah. still look at me that way. People still yeah. think, you know, if if I say something like, you know, uh, last week when we had the, uh, the, the solar eclipse with the new moon, mm-hmm. with the equinox, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is all the energy stuff that we're all feeling, and I'm going crazy myself. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, yeah, that's T. She does that woo-woo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not woo-woo. There's a lot of science behind it. So it's you. No, I don't think anybody else could have done what you did because of the fact that you're you. Oh, that's, that's really kind of you. Oh, that, that's really kind true, of you. I, I, you know, I mean, I was raised well. My mother, you know, taught me a lot about that. Um, and also, you know, when when we visit other cultures, there's this concept of, of looking at the other in quotes. And you know, I've been an other because I'm an immigrant. I came from a war-torn country. I, I then went to France and then came to various places within the United States. And, you know, um, it's funny. One of my friends recently said, you know, that sometimes she feels invisible because now she's an older woman. And she said, you probably have never felt that way. And I, I just I laughed really hard because I said, I'm a brown person in a white world. I, I think I've felt that a few times. So yeah. I I always make sure that I... Don't make others feel that way. I mean, they can feel that way if they, they, you know, if that's what's within them. But at least I will try to make choices not to make others feel that way because I've been on the other end of that. So I think I carried that with me wherever I went to make sure they understood that I understand what it's like to be seen as something that is not of equal uh, value or some someone who's not. Um, who's not worth talking to. So it, it was just one of those things where um, to be able to not see people in different cultures as the other, but to find the places where we are the same. And we are, every single one of us. It doesn't matter if it's the worst person in the world who's, you know, uh, out there doing horrible things or if it's, you know, the Dalai Lama. We are all connected and mm. we are all part of the mm. same. So we all have that light and darkness. But you said something interesting. You allowed that's really important because you really allow the audience to see you more than more than you your soul if you will your your aunt certainly disclosed a lot what was printed on your forehead (laughs) the cross what she saw from the time you were born i mean i think when the the other when the healers saw that and i don't refer to myself as a healer either i don't like it when people introduce me as a healer i correct them because i'm not john of god Uh, you know i'm just like i'm Mm -hmm. I'm a conduit but when these Mm -hmm. people who i totally respect, and I will use the word healers for them, um, they probably saw all that your aunt did too, and that's why, because it came through so much, you were in, in a state of allowance. Don't you think that has a lot to do with it? Um, I think that I was, yeah, it does. And I think that um, even if I were resistant to doing that, because I am, um, they would they demanded it of me. In other words, if you want to see my soul and you want to share it with people and put it in a movie or whatever that contraption is that you have, well, you know, I need to see yours. So sure. even if, I mean, they could see me. In other words, as you say, they of course they can sense who I am, but they're calling me out 
and saying, show me the same respect. You want to see me? You want me to share my story? You share your stories. And I was a li- I was taken aback by that. I didn't expect that. One, I didn't expect they would be very interested in my story. You know, they're the ones in my mind who are interesting, um, which is mm-hmm. why I'm going to study with them. Um, so it was, and that's the point of the title of my my project, Talking Story, is, um, you know, this idea of true connection, intimate connection, being present so we can really see each other. Um, and so even if I can see someone, if they're busy hiding, then they're not really being with me. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so I, they would ask me and say, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding behind that thing? That thing being the camera, because it was my, you know, it's a, a false wall that we can put up. And, um. So it wasn't always my great allowance. I wish it were. It was more there. Uh, at times it was my allowance, and at other times it was their coaxing or their demanding uh, that, hey, this is, we have to have reciprocity here in a very gentle, loving way. Um, and so they were such great teachers for me about that. And, you know, it... it, it um, so it, because of that, that's what allowed me to put myself in the film and the book, even though to this day I'm still uncomfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand that. I mean, that's perfectly normal and it makes sense, but boy, does it make a difference because I can see why there had to be reciprocity. Of course, there would be. If I, you know, if I'm going to do this for you. You're going to have to do, you know, give a little too. So that, that makes sense that they wanted to yeah. see all of that. And, and, and it's a good, you know, you did it in a great way. It's, it's certainly... Thank Very you. well. This film is so good. I cannot even begin to tell this listening audience how good this film is. It's called Talking Story. There is a book called Talking Story. They complement each other so well. And it's something that, you know, if you're interested in anything like this, you need to read into it, read it and, and watch it because you will actually see more. You will get a lot out of the book, but you'll get more out of the, the movie because you see what is happening because that was all real. And you said something just a few moments ago that the people were actually – present and being and at the beginning of my show i always ask people you know how are you being very few people pick up on that you did Mm -hmm. but very Mm -hmm. few people say how am i being what isn't that how you're doing no you know what are you doing right now (laughs) what are you doing no you're being we should always be being and that that makes a huge difference you know so i think when you're in that present moment and you're actually being um, mm. Yeah, they saw that in you. Now, you received many healings, and you released a lot of toxins, and your body was inhabited by a <laughs> deity on your journey, and you went through a lot. I mean, a lot. It had to be profound and a bit surreal, I would think. Do you remember all of it? Yeah, I, actually, I, I don't. I, and um, that's interesting, that the part about the, spoiler alert, people, uh, the part about when I was in Nepal and, and was overtaken, um I would not sorry, have remembered no, that. Before. I didn't even think. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> um, but but I didn't even. Uh, the only reason why I remember any of it too, is because it was recorded, and I had to log the footage as a good filmmaker. So you have to watch it over and over again to make sense of it. Um, so I actually had to watch it as if it were a character in my film. Okay. And so what would I do? Uh, what's important to the audience. I actually had to remove myself from the situation to be able to work with the footage. Um, and even to this day, I just had a screening in Portland, 
And uh, when that part of the film comes up, I'm, I'm actually quite uncomfortable. Not as uncomfortable as I used to be, um, but believe it or not, after screening the film, you know, hundreds of times, um, I still get a little squeamish <laughs> around that part. Um, but, but yeah, there, there, it was very intense. And, of course, sometimes I used to say I'm an intensity junkie, but I think it's really just I myself and an intense person. I live intensely. I feel intensely. And... Um, so, of course, I'm going to have intense adventures, but it took me those many years to be able to process all that and make sense of it and, you know, what what does it serve? What was the opportunity? Um, and so I feel like I'm getting there <laughs> um, and, and still get a lot out of a lot of those. Um, I still get m- many blessings from those. Uh, those events uh, to this day. So, and then of course it's 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 lovely now that I get to share with others. So if I am with people during a screening and and then I hear from them later how it affected them, it's such a gift to me because I, not many filmmakers or authors get that kind of direct feedback from their readers or their viewers. Mm-hmm. You know. You said that you you still get benefits from these things to this day. So you can, even though, well, let me now I'm asking like ten questions at once, and I apologize for that. <laughs> okay. Even though you you see the film and you had to go through the footage, was it seeing it or was it actually triggering a memory? I would say both. Um, seeing okay. it and then trying to be in my in my left brain taking notes and at the same time saying you know whoa <laughs> um, I yeah we have to step part. away yeah, yeah you're actually right I mean I had to step away often um, and sometimes I would just leave the room when the editors were working the footage I did that often actually um, so that I wouldn't put my own self consciousness or or you know my own resistance or whatever it is that my own issues with it into the process and um and actually sometimes they would tell me to leave leave the room and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> so you would drive them a little crazy probably <laughs> exactly i admit it <laughs> but immediately so, um, following some of these things that happened to you some just some of them did you sense anything in your body did you feel like something was lifted did you feel did you get any healings of any physical pains because you also had a lot going on yeah, I did. And and yes, the, the, that is absolutely true. I mean, um, you know, at, at the time I had um, issues with blood sugar. I had a lot of pain. I had anemia, um, all kinds of stuff. And um, yeah. many of those things. Yeah, I mean, I, I miss, it's embarrassing sometimes when they, they did their well, diagnosis. Well, I'm watching oh. the movie and I'm thinking, this woman is too young to have all these issues. What is going on? <laughs> no, <laughs> no what you were really thinking was, oh, my God, she's a big hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> in a nice way <laughs> exactly and it was true and you know so so that was one of the perks of, of putting myself in the film was that I, I, I got to receive all this stuff and, and it's funny because it wasn't actually I didn't actually plan always to be the guinea pig I was actually hoping to shoot them you know doing photograph them doing other things on other people but then they would say oh you, you get down here get down here I need to put my hands on you or oh let me say you know they couldn't help themselves because I was I was this big mess um but but now you know i I, my blood sugar is great and uh, a lot of uh, my aches and pains are gone i still have some issues of course because i'm continuing to use this body and experiencing and doing all that but um but i also had a lot of emotional healing and that um that 
was very, very important. And again, you know, I don't want to go into this too much, but anybody that's born into war is going to come away with that experience with positive experiences and also some trauma. And um, my time with the healers and the things that they gave me did a lot for me in terms of integrating some of the fragmentation that happens when people have PTSD. You know, and and, um, it seems silly that it's only now that we're talking more about that because we're actively engaged in war and our uh, beloved veterans are coming home with clear signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, I'm so happy that we're able to talk about it openly. And, And some people are using energy medicine to help them as well you know, to clear mm-hmm. some of these, these things, and that's that's wonderful. So um, in any way that they, in answer to your question, um, besides the, all the, the physical things I had, which, of course, are tied to, uh, emo- you know, psycho-spiritual and mm-hmm. emotional things, um, I received a lot more peace, right? And, um, again, you, you're born into war, and you don't realize how much you carry the shrapnel, Right in your heart yes. or in your psyche. And so uh, because of that shrapnel, you one can feel fragmented. And um, I feel that the, the greatest gift they gave me was were the tools for to move toward integration, which I feel I'm experiencing more and more these days. And I think, too, that, you know, everything that we have basically goes back, all these health issues that we have basically goes back to an emotion. So the emotional healing is truly healing. You can cure something, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily healed. People sometimes mm-hmm. don't get that. Big difference right. between the two, you know. Absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, sometimes people are are healed and they pass. And then other times mm-hmm. people are cured and they're still here, but they're not healed, yeah. you know, right. and there's a big difference right. between the two. So the emotional healing that That's comes right. on with our veterans, yeah, it's huge. And thank goodness yeah. that there is energy therapy that they're willing to try. And it does work for them. It does yeah. It does do an awful yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, so again. It, this is not about this or that. It's wow, you know. Did people know that there was this tool available for our beloved mm-hmm. veterans who are suffering, or for anyone who's suffering uh, from PTSD? That actually Reiki can help to alleviate that, and it's something they can learn to do for themselves. Um, I say this because a friend of mine here in Seattle is doing just that. He um, teaches uh, veterans how to um, do Reiki on themselves. And then, if mm-hmm. they're interested, he'll he'll teach them um, how to be teachers and and do it on other people. But most of them don't aren't interested in becoming practitioners. In fact, they don't even know what they're going to get into when they come to his class. Right. Um, um, but the fact that they're open to it because the suffering is so great and they find relief is, is such a is such a beautiful thing. Um, and so again, back to why am I doing this work? It's uh, you know, no one says that they shouldn't be receiving other help. Um, please don't make that. Don't make sick people choose. Don't make people who are suffering choose one or the other. You know, and that's. Um, I see that a lot too in the in the cultures that are in transition that I visited. That the the people feel if they don't go if they go to a Western medicine doctor, they're betraying their healer, and if they go to the healer, they're going against the the, the Western medicine doctor, and it causes so much conflict that how can they heal? You know. Um, so then right. they may go to the healer and not tell them they're seeing him you know, going to the clinic, and then they may go to the clinic and, mm-hmm. and not tell them they're going to heal. And so now we don't have integrative care. We have this dual, this two people treating them differently without connection, and that that to me is a very dangerous situation. 
That's very true because a lot of times doctors will call me and say, I don't know what you do, but can you help? And I'll say, sure, what's going on? I need to know your protocol. Mm-hmm. And then they'll ask me mine. And I'll say, I right. know, there is no protocol. And they'll say, what do you mean? It's everybody's energy is different. Just because one person <laughs> comes in with cancer and another person comes mm-hmm. in with cancer doesn't mean they're going to mm-hmm. react the same way. Now, That's right. you were also involved in things that there were medicinal plants that were involved in some of the things, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, okay. so it, it was for me. It was beautiful to be able to what I call see healing people, places, and plants. Right? It, it's mm-hmm. um, these are just various aspects, and some some cultures use all those things together. Um, for example, in Hawaii, I, di- I live there now, but I didn't used to live there. Um, you know, so they they have a concept, the mana of the aina, the the power of place, the power of the land, the elements of your surroundings are included in your healing along with pule or prayer, along with physical medicine, lomi lomi massage, those, you know, and and some and, and also uh, herbal medicine that you either ingest or, or is put on your body. So, um that that kind of healing is very integrative. It's it's spiritual, it's physical, it's, you know, so it's emotional and then there's plant medicine, there's a chemical reaction. And it's not as like we say, it's not as woo woo as people think, or not as out there, uh, not as impractical. I say there is a science to um, the, to to spiritual healing or to you know natural medicine, um, and and some people will say, oh well, there's evidence based medicine and there's natural medicine, and I said, well, there's plenty of evidence <laughs> that yeah. that natural medicine <laughs> works. So um, that's not actually appropriate categorization. It's it's a it's just a bias. You know, well, and where do all the chemical drugs that we have come from? A lot of them come from plants. So you know, there you go. Right. There's your evidence-based right. stuff. You know, right, right. And then they make a synthetic you, form of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we're right. stuck with that. That has all these side effects, which you know, that's not mm-hmm. good either. That's not the whole show. Right. <laughs> do, you do you incorporate any of that into your practice? Uh, plant the medicine. Part? Yep. You know that I don't do because I'm not trained. Uh, because for me, I mean, I you know, I studied pre-med in college, and I understand the importance of the precision of uh, chemistry. <laughs> and so that's the thing is that sometimes natural medicine or herbs, if we're talking about herbal medicine, um, gets a bad rap because people say, oh, I, I, you know, I went to the store and I bought St. John's wort, and it didn't help yeah. with my depression. And then I said, well, how do you know how to dose yourself? Right. You still need a practitioner who understands this, uh, you know, and, and to give you the appropriate dosage and the appropriate prescription in, in how to use it. You know, is it with meal, without meal? How much do you take? Do you take it at night? You still need that guidance um, of, of uh, you know, an herbalist, uh, of someone who's trained in that in that kind of plant medicine. So part of the, the bad rap we get in terms of, uh, if we still call it alternative medicine, I'll just use that for now, um, is that, uh, because people can buy it, you know, from the grocery store or wherever, they think that they, they should just read the bottle. But, I mean, if you were given, you know, I don't know, uh, an, an antibiotic, you know, your doctor gives you very clear instructions on how to use that. Mm-hmm. So right. that that's one of the reasons that we are having issue with uh, the the misuse of plant medicine is is lack of prescription, lack of proper protocol given by an expert, you know, someone who has mastery in that in that arena. 
And again, as well, you say, that's the, a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, and plus the fact that some of these things that you can buy on the grocery store shelf, what else is in it? It may not be right. straightforward St. John's Wort. Right. What is in it? Who made it? Right. What do they know? Are they just jumping mm-hmm. on the let's make money bandwagon? Because a lot of companies right. do, you know. I mean, but that's right. another whole show too, because that's, that's right. pharmaceutical, and that's just you know something else. <laughs> yeah, I know in the um, yeah in in the movie they talked about a little bit about some of the uh, one of the people showed you a lot of the medicinal plants and said that some of these are there was one particular one I think that was extinct, and they couldn't yeah. get it anymore. And yeah. I'm wondering, are some of the ones that they showed you would they be considered legal? Oh yes. Yeah, the, uh, well, you know, I don't know because I'm not a member of the FDA. I don't know how things get approved. Um, the 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 one thing that is that I know is not legal in the United States is the the use of ayahuasca. Um, right. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. So ayahuasca, you know, psychoactive uh, plant mm-hmm. brew um, that that many cultures use in the Amazon, and it is supposed to be for sacred rite and ritual. Um, and for sacred spiritual journeying, um, it's it's gotten quite popular, and uh, so I always take a moment to tell people, please be careful, be mindful, because it really is not a recreational drug and um, should be treated with respect. But also, we know now because it's getting popular that uh, we're not sure if people are mixing it the way that the the plant spirits directed, and so um, just want people to be careful. Yeah, that's the hard part, because once you get mm-hmm. away from that original recipe, it's never yeah. the same. I mean, yeah, you can see it in yeah. current day with things like even Coca-Cola. It's not the same, you know. So mm-hmm. once it yeah, comes down, right. unless it's passed to people who are trustworthy and, and have good intentions, right. then you know. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And even then, you know, it's not, uh, you don't just get any old person to, to create that sacred medicine. It, it has to be a shaman who has been taught um, both mm-hmm. by the plant spirits and also by uh, someone within their own culture. And what's hard is, you know, pe- there is a lot of that kind of ayahuasca tourism now, uh, and yeah. we don't know who these people are or uh, how they're making the brew. So, um, you know, but, I mean, I don't want to shut the door behind me just because I got to do it, and you know, with a good good source and, and good shaman. Um, and and I am not someone who actually usually does that kind of thing. Um, I uh, participated out of respect for the culture I was visiting um, and did have a very profound experience. I write about it in the book. It's not, it's not so much in the mm-hmm. film, but it, it it is something that I'm very grateful that I got to experience, but I don't know that I need to do that again. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but you do have to do the things of the culture because you needed to be accepted and again show that reciprocity with these people, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and I and I also realized that I, I did have a bias and I was prejudiced that I I felt oh that's kind of cheating, you know, you should be able to do that on the cushion, and um, and that's one way to do it in one place, and this is another way to uh, reach a higher level of consciousness um, in another culture. So mm-hmm. um, I had to be I had to be respectful that that word again respect. <laughs> you know, there's so much in the film though. It isn't it isn't 
just about the energy healing. There's so much that comes through because you could see the respect that needed to be taking place. You could see the give and take. You could see the willingness that you had, maybe a, a little not so willing, but I'm going to do it and get to know the other people and, and be in their culture and throw yourself completely in. There's so much to learn from yes. this film. It is a yes. great film. You, you know, oh, you did a wonderful you. job. Thank yeah, you. I really, really appreciate did. that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what's been lovely is uh, getting free feedback from people who have seen it that they do feel the healing transmissions that were captured in the film and in the book. Um, and that's been really delightful because it was an intention for sure. But, you know, you never know if you it was just a nice idea, but it actually can't happen. And so to get that kind of feedback now is um, is, is really, really fulfilling. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a believer that there is no space and time. We kind of came up with that as humans, and that just because it's in a film doesn't mean it isn't happening now because everything we do or say (laughs) or think is still going on. It's still going. It's still going. And people, they can't grasp that. And it's like, yeah, okay, but to me it makes complete sense that all of these things done over there, if you watch it, you will get the same benefit. So, you know, that I thought was a really cool part of the movie too because it's nice to have that. Happen. That's mm-hmm. my hope because I don't, you know, what's the point of having, uh, you know, of my going out there and saying, look at me, you know, I'm I'm so great, I got to do this. It really is important that that we're sharing, and that that's really what I'm what I'm what this is about for me. Yeah, that did not come across at all. That you were like, look at me. It wasn't like that at all. That never crossed <laughs> my mind. It never. <laughs> Never. It was like no. That's not. I, I was thinking. Wow. I would not do what she's doing. That was really cool. You know. And, <laughs> and I thought this is neat to learn about. And God, you went to places where I would think, I wonder how many shots she needed to get to go there. You know, because you were traveling <laughs> to all these places. And yeah, I just thought, wow, that is a heck of a journey. And you know, you were meant to do this journey. This was part of your life plan. I'm sure your aunt would probably tell you that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Clearly, it was because I, I I tried to put it down a few times and it still didn't that didn't happen so um yeah no you know it's it, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, yeah the universe has a you know it has a, a sense of humor that sometimes is not so amusing <laughs> exactly agreed yes <laughs> uh, we are getting close to the top of the hour but i wanted to know if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about the healing planet project and high impact what what are you are involved oh, yeah. in both and yeah tell us a little about that yeah, so healing planet project is something i started to be able to put these projects out in the world and um my hope is once i launch these two babies um you know we have considered other projects so any you know because our mission is is media as medicine so we're not just um a, a nonprofit that 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 supports uh, indigenous cultures our way of doing it is through the capturing of the stories through media. So um, my hope is when I um, am further along the journey with these first two uh, pilot projects, the film was a pilot project followed by the book, that I may be able to uh, uh, assist in other projects as well, other people's projects. And then at High Impact, I'm uh, the chief operating officer of a visual media company, um, and it's been lovely to be able to apply many of the things that I learned uh, from my teachers now to a business in a business environment, but also um, to be able to work through it through community 
and to see if a business could be healed as an individual. Well, you know, I had more of a healing practice one-on-one, and I've moved now to one-to-many through media and also through my leadership of this company. So it's been beautiful to see that, wow, what they taught really works in this environment of modern culture where we have a business, we have a business that has to do with technology and media, animation, and so it can be more modern, right? It can be more of the modern world, and yet these um, indigenous values and, and ancient spiritual teachings, I, I can apply them without even ever having to declare, hello, team, we're going to do spiritual practice today. You know, it's, it's not like that at all. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, many of the team members didn't even know this part of my life until the the book and the film came out, um, it didn't matter. You know, I didn't have to make some kind of declaration about what it was, but more uh, to be an example and to propose different ways of relating to each other in a business environment um, where we could add love, compassion, um, communication, collaboration into the success model. That's great. It's teaching by example, and you are a pioneer because, you know, this is not – done everywhere at all so this is really kind of a cool business that you've gotten yourself into you know (laughs) that you're yeah it really is i mean don't you think so i mean well that's a stupid question of course you think so (laughs) (laughs) well i I feel very i feel privileged because remember i was i was talking earlier t about the need to integrate and i think many people can relate to this so if let's say they go on a spiritual journey and they were before uh, you know, just completely embroiled in, in the modern world and material world, let's put it that way, um, then they feel they have to take a journey and leave that, you know, leave that world and go on a walkabout and find themselves. And then they go the other way and all of a sudden, you know, they're always wearing purple and crystals and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then, yes. you know, then all of a sudden they think, well, I kind of miss some of the other life. And so, we're finding a lot of people now stuck in this middle place of lack of integration, and it's still a duality. And so for me to be able to return um, to the material world outside of healing practice uh, and see if I, I don't even have to say the word, the H word, right, healing, just to, to mm-hmm. see if we can um, simply just practice these things together and if I could find co-dreamers, co-visionaries, meaning my teammates, the people that I lead and the people I co-lead with, will they play with me? Do they share these values? It turns out, wow, I'm so blessed because I have, you know, over 40 people who share these similar values with me. And um, so together, it's it's not me doing it, together we change the culture, together we uh, lift each other up, you know, together we cover for each other. And it's it's just so beautiful to see. Um, And I, I have a a younger workforce, I kind of like to say I'm the old lady of the bunch there. Um, <laughs> so to to see younger people grasp these ideas, not only grasp them, but celebrate them uh, and practice them and share with me when it's hard for them and, you know, and, and for me to be able to be human and say, ooh, you know, I was just on the war path there, sorry. You know, um, it, it's it's a safe place to make mistakes. It's a safe place to talk things through and it's also a safe place to leave you know if if it's not working for you and it's not working for us and it's an inappropriate match we we do that too you know mm-hmm. which is wonderful because it is all about a team thing and having like kindred spirits 
everybody yeah. can, you know, that gets along and working together and, and not just gets along and puts up with, but actually has the same philosophy and belief systems and, and the same types of things where they can give compassion and cut people slack because that doesn't happen an awful lot either, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's beautiful. Be- yeah. Now, before we go, how can people get your book and your, your uh, DVD? Is it online everywhere? Well, you know, if you can if you want to, you can go to your bookstore um, because I'm published by North Atlantic Books. So, uh, support your indie bookseller. But also, if, if that's not convenient, um, people can find it online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, both things. But if you need all that kind of information, uh, you can go to my website, talkingstorybook.com, and there you can find my events, uh, different options for getting the book and the DVD. Um, and then just learn a little bit more about me in the book and also all my social media uh, contacts and links are on that website, so TalkingStoryBook.com. Okay, that's good to know because I had from the publicist TalkingStoryMovie.com. Is that also another domain? Yeah, it, you know, it, it points to the film, but doc, Talking Story Book has everything, so it, everything. it can take you to the film site, it, but it has more the current events and, and, again, the options for purchasing the DVD and the book. Okay, so TalkingStoryBook.com. That's where everybody That's needs right. to go. So, listeners, yep. we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we are meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, gratefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so that they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone as well. Again, Marie Rose, thank you so much for joining us. I so much appreciate you taking time and in, in everything that you did here on the show on Energy Awareness Radio, but the book, the movie, it's great. I know it was a long journey for you, but boy, I think the timing is right and it was just wonder it is just wonderful for all of us. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. Thank you too as well, T, for allowing us the opportunity to share our work on your show and for continuing to build awareness. I really appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You will find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about up, other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. If you're not in the area and you can't make a concert, you can order one of my CDs. The first one is called Imagine. This is the healing music of quartz crystal singing bowls and the second one is the healing sounds of christmas which is a healing music of a quartz crystal harp and both of the cds are available on my site as well don't forget to follow me on twitter at nrg aware radio that's at nrg aware radio i am your host t love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so take care and stay well
It's not a hand. 